0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Enneagram with Michaela. I am stoked. I have been stoked about all of these interviews that I have done with my new friends. And I can't even call you an old friend because you're still a new friend. So old doesn't even apply in this context. But I am so excited to geek out with my Enneagram coach who coached me about my fourness beginning of this year which felt like a millennium ago but also it felt like yesterday but I get to have Leah on the podcast today talking about Enneagram 4 so we're just gonna you know geek out and do a thing and whatever happens happens and it's that's what's supposed to happen so let's go thank you so much for being here I'm so happy
1: to be here Michaela it's so fun fun. yeah
0: who would have thought you like nine months ago hey I'm gonna be interviewing you about a type 4 and it's like I
1: love it no I love it It's just Mm -hmm.
0: amazing. So I know a little bit about how you came to the Enneagram, but for everyone who is just meeting you for the very first time, tell me a little bit about your story and how that kind of led you to finding the Enneagram. Okay. My story.
1: So, um, I'm, here in where I grew up, basically, um, I'm right outside of Minneapolis and, um, grew up in a church here. And, um, from there went to college and in college, I felt really called to ministry, um, felt God really just blessed me with pastor. Like that was the title that I, that was like spoken over me in a very mystical kind of way. Um, and, So from, from college, I went to Denver Seminary after I, um, after I graduated at Denver Seminary um, with my husband, Tim, sorry, I'm just jumping all over the place. So I got married right before seminary, went to seminary and had a mentor there who was um, really involved in Myers-Briggs and became, and I became super interested in personality. Um, Understanding myself as an INFJ was, really helpful for me and my husband's an INFP oh, and so we're me. very we're very similar <laughs> like yeah. super and he's got a lot of like he's got some s in him as well so if you know if you're familiar yeah. with it like he kind of put like I think he'd call himself like an IXFP. so <laughs> um so we that knowing that was super helpful for us um and helpful in our marriage and how similar we were, and then how the differences showed up. Um, So when I graduated from school, um, my firstborn son was born. And shortly after that, I got a job at at a church. And our church went through the Enneagram as um, a staff. So we we talked about the nine types, overviewed. We took a test. We took the ready, which is on the Enneagram Institute. Mm -hmm. And it was through that that I was typed as a two, but I'm not Mm -hmm. a two um they my number one score came out as a two I was very stressed at the time as a new mom as um a new job like it totally makes sense to me why it tested me as a two but Mm -hmm. right away I was like I don't know if this really fits my number two score was the three and the book we were using at the time like I read through the three and I was like okay this makes more sense but it really wasn't until a few years later when we had moved back to Minnesota from Denver. This was 2015 that we moved back, um, 2016, 2017 were really hard years. I was looking for work again. Um, I was, we had a a death of a close friend really sudden. There was just a lot of things that happened that fell apart and I fell into kind of a depression that I hadn't experienced before. Um, I hadn't really been paying attention to the Enneagram for years and I just felt like God was inviting me back to it in this like, Hey, you need to understand this part of yourself. Um, I had been depressed in high school. This was like, I can't function. I can't operate. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I listened to a podcast um, about the Enneagram with Ian cron and susan stabile and learned the nine types and i really thought four stood out and then i started reading their book um i read richard Rohr's book and that was when i i really felt like i could nail down and own for myself that i was a four because i was really relying on other people to tell me and they kind of taught me no you get to you get to name it for yourself Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because i was always drawn to the four description I was like pulled to it in a way that does. I mean, now I kind of tell people, if you feel drawn to the four, like you might be a four, like pay welcome to, to the club, <laughs> welcome to being a four, because most people are not drawn to it. If they're not a four in some right. aspects, because right. um, it's complicated. Um, people, frankly, you know, we feel misunderstood and that's because we're not understood a lot of times. Um, so it's not just our imagination. <laughs> We're not crazy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so the enneagram was just super helpful for me in that time of just like, experiencing some self acceptance and affirmation of my creativity and um, finding myself outside of the box that I mm-hmm. felt like I needed to fit into.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and so it was it was really really helpful. Um, does that cover everything? Do you have any questions? Did I miss something?
0: I got questions, um, but that was beautiful. I have a question okay, about what thanks. you said, but that was beautiful. Okay. Do you think, and thank you for, for sharing all of that. That was beautiful. No one has done a like a census to be like, how many ones are in the world? How oh. many sevens are in the world? Do you know what I mean? That should be very fun to do one day. <laughs> not oh, totally. Anyone, not that mm-hmm. anyone has the time, but maybe they would. Do you think that there are less fours in the world than any other number?
1: Um, Probably. I think I hear that over and over again from mm-hmm. the experts, like, um, like Susan and Ian talked about it, like that there's not, what's interesting is that as a four, I am drawn to fours and fours are drawn to me. So I know a lot of fours. Yeah. Um, and, but then when I like, look at my neighborhood, we're really close with our neighbors. I am sure I'm the only four in our yeah. neighborhood. Um, yeah. I think of like corporate worlds, you know, I didn't sit into corporate world. I tried for a while.
0: Me neither. (laughs) And mine wasn't even corporate, but it was as close as I would get. Uh-huh. Knowing that, like, I, I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. There's a meme that I saw a couple <laughs> years ago,
1: and it's like a four standing. It goes a guy standing on the edge of the ocean, and he's in his suit, and he's like in his ankles in the water, and it's like the four on his first day at a corporate job, like just oh. like looking forlornly into you know off into the distance. I feel
0: that. And, I, right and I was
1: like, <laughs> that was me when I tried to. I was looking for something outside of ministry after a lot of rejection. Mm-hmm. Also part of my story, yeah. um, and I was I was like maybe I could do corporate. No, I could not do corporate. It was oh, just awful.
0: Just because I think the corporate world does a lot of good, <laughs> and there are other oh, types that sure. fit very well into. It was almost like corporate was made oh, for them, and yeah. vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that really is a testament to no one likes to be put in a box. But I heard a sermon once a very long time ago that was all about the power of labels. And the illustration mm. was like, you're in a store, whether it's like a grocery store or like a lumber store or like wherever you need to, to go, whatever you're building, you're making, you're creating. And if you don't know what you're looking for, you're going to spend forever in a day mm. trying to find the right dimensions, the ingredients, the textiles, the whatever. And so just the power of we have labels for a reason because they're helpful. Yep. And it was in the positive light of we need to know that I'm cooking with a red onion instead of a yellow onion because you're gonna get a different texture and taste yeah. and it's gonna change like the soup, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've I've always loved that, but trying to have force fit into a, the box of how the world should be, whether that's mm-hmm. professional, it is so hard to even explain to people that I can't I can't do a nine to five like every right. almost everyone else can and like thrives in that. It is so hard to again explain because we're all misunderstood that like I can do it I don't want to
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and it doesn't throw I me. I've I've had
1: jobs well like when I was in school I did data entry for a while just I felt like I was dying like yep. I felt like there was part of my soul that was dying away <laughs> yes <laughs> like like in Princess Bride when they take away a year of his life
0: in yes. <laughs> I resonate with that very much too. That
1: was, that was my experience. Um, And then, and then I was doing call center work before I became a coach because I was just, I was, like I said, I was looking for uh, my next thing after ministry um, where I had burnt out, frankly, after five years of intense ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought maybe I could just go make a lot of money in the corporate world. And the entry-level position was this call center job where I'm just filling out not data, just, but you know, just, just, yeah, yeah, just taking in forms, filling out all of these things and just on the phone constantly. And I was so tired and depleted all the time and at a different level, I think, than some of my coworkers yeah. who were tired. I mean, it was demanding. Yeah. It was, it was just not a good fit for me. And so it was from, it was in that time that I started, I had already thought about doing coaching, um, And it was in that season that I signed up to do the coaching program to get my certification. And then when the pandemic hit, um, our family just kind of fell apart. I've got two kids who were both in elementary school at the time. And um, my husband was doing the school with them while I was still doing the the corporate job for my office and couldn't help at all. Mm. I was on the clock um, every day, you know, every minute. And so we left my position at that job and do- dove into the coaching, you know, and haven't looked back. So it's been over two yeah. years of solely coaching, and I love it. I yeah. love it. it's I'm growing my business. um the business side is difficult. Obviously, if corporate's hard, business side's hard yeah, um, really. <laughs> but but I do feel like this is um the right thing for me right now in, in a way that I was looking
0: for. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so it's been really, really good for me personally, as well as just work. It's been oh perfect. yeah. Oh yeah.
0: There is something about being your own trailblazer mm. and on one hand that is exciting, but I have found that to come with such dread of mm. even in my coaching, um, you know, the, the, again, the struggle of knowing what to do, knowing how to market, knowing who to talk to, these are things, you know, everyone's done. But, yeah, I think for fours because we are in the um reclusive, not reclusive withdrawn our word. Thank you. withdrawn. withdrawn. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like but what, what is this our word? <laughs> being in the withdrawn type, no, I know and, what you meant. And we can we can sit back farther in the room than we're supposed to. of not even mm-hmm. just emotions of just life itself. Yeah. I feel like fours get very tired very easily. Kind of similar to a five, but in obviously different ways. But yep. there's just a, a tiredness of trying to fit into a world that sometimes we feel was not made for us. And yeah. we have to figure out how to fit into this already established world. And I think that is where we now have such an appreciation for all of the beauty of artists, if um, all of the architecture, all of the beauty is because I look at those people and I'm like. They, I don't know if they were fours. I'd like to think Leonardo uh, da Vinci was a four. In my mind, I almost said Leonardo DiCaprio. And I was like, don't you say it. But I have to say it. <laughs> you know, in I'm, I'm like, he's definitely not a four. <laughs> Total um, three, I think. Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> and um, j- just knowing that I have so much inspiration and just wanting to have conversations with those who have done the hard work already of making themselves mm-hmm. and their art stand out, whether that is actual paint to canvas or whatever and I think that's where we find the struggle even in the corporate world professionally of we're all creative in various different ways but the floors have it in such a way that no one else does and we're seeking that Mm -hmm. all of the time even if we are fine having a normal conversation if we're at Thanksgiving dinner like there always is something that we're searching for in that beauty and so Mm -hmm. finding finding the boxes of corporate world finding the boxes of professional life I think that's where we thrive as coaches because it's our own schedule the the boss is it's fun but also oh business can we just like channel our three sides be like go do everything and I'm just gonna yeah take a back seat can you do my emails for me yeah Yeah, really really Mm -hmm. calculate Mm -hmm. this do that yada yada but all of that to say yes the struggle is the struggle is real yeah um, talk about, if you wouldn't mind the stereotypical type four and how we are not always crying all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was just saying this to my husband
1: and I'm like, I don't cry all the time. He's like, you cry more than most people. <laughs> it's not, okay, fine. I accept that. Yeah. Um, I think that part of why I was mistyped is I have that self-preservation instinct uh, so the the three instincts, self-preservation, social, or sexual, aka one-to-one, that self-preservation instinct keeps me um, on this more physical level of keeping my comfort, making sure everything's in place, and really performing in a way to make sure that um, I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't show up in the world as the social four, which is what everybody thinks about that's going around looking for the affirmation from people all which
0: time. is my which is my type we figured that okay. out yep
1: yeah that's right so um it, it, the motivations are the same like I fear being insignificant probably more than anything I fear like I hate mundane I hate ordinary I will make sure everything's in place for myself to make sure I'm okay so I don't I don't um show up melancholy I I typically put on a happy face.
0: Mm-hmm. I typically
1: put on a lot of laughing. My therapist, I am seeing a therapist, coaches and um coaches see coaches and therapists, just like everybody else. Absolutely. And, and she's just like, you're really good at that smile and that laugh. Like mm. you've got a great sense of humor. And yeah, it's a coping mechanism. Cause yeah. underneath that, there is still a lot of pain. I, I read Beatrice Chestnut's book, The Complete Enneagram, and she talked about self-preservation for is being masochistic like kind of withstanding a lot of pain yeah because we believe that's just what life is supposed to be Mm -hmm. rather than seeking out um healing like genuine healing yeah so fours will often all fours will often live in this place of pain and just accept it when we could grow towards healing so that's where if i'm finding myself in that melancholy space and not seeing a way out that's like a big red flag that I'm not doing well um that I'm probably believing believing untruths believing that I'm alone yeah when I'm not so yeah yeah did that answer your question no yeah (laughs) yeah just not showing up as mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, because it's it's hard to be typed as the emotional when we wing yeah. five or three, which mm-hmm. shy away from their emotions. <laughs> so it's like totally. that's yeah. a little that's a little weird. We'll come back to that another day. But mm-hmm. there is such a what I'm finding with uh, with all the types is that every type has the opportunity to be melancholy. It's just yes. that there's always one type that does it better than all of them. <laughs> you know I like how you say and we do do it better we do (laughs) (laughs) because it's funny even even if deep sorrow has happened to us and it has Mm. like we're not this way because we're a seven in disguise like no No. (laughs) like either stuff has been done Mm. to us or well that's mostly it or just again, the, the internal narrative that we we tell ourselves and then we instinctively react as we do, you know, you're trying to protect yourself. I'm trying to make sure that I fit into a group and yeah. that's just probably not gonna happen on this side of heaven, which I've, mm. and, and then you have to live in that reality. Not that it's terrible and, and you're never gonna find it. You are. And I feel like heading into my thirties, I found the people that I'm gonna carry with me for a long time. Yeah. It's just taken my whole life to find them. And- yeah what I, I think I wrote in a card or I need to tell them all this, but it's like, if I known I would have had to wait for you as many years as I did, I, I still would have waited of mm-hmm. just that you found your people yeah. and it's nice to be able to find people that you don't have to explain anything to. That's why my husband is absolutely amazing. Cause we don't, he gets me and he gets me more than I think I get me, which is like kind of scary, but also like, how did you come to, mm-hmm. <laughs> how did you, how did you arrive there? but melancholy like we're okay with sadness it's almost like we carry we we carry something whether it was gifted to us or like we built the 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 pack on our backs which we carry Mm -hmm. and yeah when people look at fours especially if they like they have a path to a four or Mm -hmm. maybe they're a little bit more accepting of fours in their tri type but a lot of people are uncomfortable with being so deep. And I feel like that's where a lot of the misunderstanding with the world and also with ourselves come into play because we're trying to fit in Mm -hmm. and it's almost like there's no, there are no more chairs to sit in. There's no more room in the, in the, wherever we're going. So that in itself creates an interesting status. Well, and that's the story that we tell ourselves. The story
1: we tell ourselves is that there is no space for me, that I'm too much or I'm not enough. And so we have to challenge that yes we do that we're too much or not enough like what well, and I, I just try to keep it like an open invitation like or just you know just am i willing to believe that maybe that's not true yes like in this moment and there's times where i can recognize that that's what's happening that i'm just having that narrative or i struggle with a lot of like imposter syndrome with work like i don't belong here like yeah. oh they're going to find out And as soon as I can, oftentimes, as soon as I recognize that I have that narrative going on and that I know in my head that that's not true, sometimes that can snap me out of it. And I'm like, oh, that's what's happening. That's why I feel like that right now is because I'm believing this. But there are times when the heart does just take over and Mm -hmm. all I can believe is my feelings. Um, And that's when I know I need to integrate some body work in. Um, I've been practicing like meditation deep breathing and things yeah which it, it, it incorporates it gets me focused and integrated into the body so we're not just heart and head because i think that's what exhausts us is we spend yes. so much time thinking and feeling and that actually does take a lot of energy it and does. so if we can utilize our body some more um utilize those parts of our body that got, that were created for regulating our mm-hmm. emotions mm-hmm. then I can pull my I can get out of it but it's oftentimes I'm like I don't actually want to do my breathing right now I don't want to go on a walk (laughs) right I don't I don't want to do the things that are actually good for me because I just feel so
0: crummy well that usually means I really need to go on that walk yes we went to New England for our honeymoon and we walked everywhere we went to three cities and all we did was walk And we calculated it and we probably walked 45 miles total, just everywhere we went. And it was so, so good. And you're exactly right. Especially if we wing five or even wing three, but more five, we are so in our heads that I've been experiencing this whole summer, like paralysis by analysis of just like, what is happening to me personally? I'm trying to make this happen professionally. And like Mm -hmm. the whole world's my oyster and I wish it wasn't. Because there's so many options and avenues, right. it's like I I can't have options because I have feelings, and I have yes. thoughts, and I need to kind of have it all culminate into. Let me just pick two. We're just gonna go. All that mm-hmm. to say, coming back from the honeymoon, we've been trying to go on walks every day and getting out of my head and into my body, whether that is breathing or yoga or meditation or um, walking, running, whatever your speed is, mm-hmm. it is vital. I'm finding to yes. my mental health is to move my body and not just sit there and work my brain because you're right there is a level of exhaustion of just using our hearts and our heads that we become almost trapped in ourselves and we can't mm. move almost right. in a jailer slash jail cell that we've created internally mm. which might be deep for a lot of people but for us we <laughs> it makes
1: sense. no it totally makes sense
0: yeah mm-hmm. and and Knowing that the key has always been there. Again, it's the things we tell ourselves that aren't true because we're looking for people to validate us, or the things that we've created to validate us. And it's like Mm -hmm. what I've loved about all of these uh, interviews so far is that it has really brought home the fact that we were all created. Mm. And knowing that the enneagram is not void of fours, that they're kind of almost in the middle of you know Mm. you can't really have a middle of odd numbers, but It's middle enough, and yeah, it's just that God needed us here. Which is, if we're all, if if all of the enneagram types are a reflection, then just think about how deep God is to Mm -hmm. know that, however many there are of us out there in the world, whether they know they're a four or not, can recognize the depth and the beauty and the sorrow of just knowing that we have access to the key to get out and we don't have, as you keep saying we don't have to stay there because it's not good for us and anyone else that we are close to so yeah
1: yeah well and it but there is so much that you're saying about the suffering i've found um everybody deals with suffering like that's just part of life and christ suffered i mean god god experienced suffering and um so there is this this weird mystical thing about when we suffer, we're not doing it alone. It's not apart from God. And there's something there that we're learning. Mm -hmm. I just heard Susan Stabile on her Instagram account. She said something about like some of the greatest lessons she learned in her life were through times of suffering. Yes. And yet we're always trying to stop suffering and fix suffering. Yes, And I think fours are able to sit in it in a way that brings about that lesson that helps people discover that lesson yes and more than that like or different than that maybe is that's where we connect with other people is when we're truly honest and able to sit with other people's pain um i've i've more than anything else i've had people strangers tell me stories about the horrible things they're going through and then they're like i don't know why i'm telling you this and i'm just like it's okay. Like this happens to me all the time. Yeah. Like people just start telling me their losses and mm-hmm. intuitively they somehow know I can handle it. I think. Yes. And um, maybe I just, I don't even know why, because I'm not intentionally like.
0: Tell me everything about you. Yeah.
1: It just is what yep. happens. And so there's a need, there's a need for that suffering to have an outlet. Yes. Um, oh, That's good. And and so if we're not um I think everybody needs to work on growing that space for that outlet, but we can just do it naturally. Yes. That's so good. Wow.
0: Yeah. And and to invite people into the sorrow of whatever they've experienced, whatever they're feeling. Um mm-hmm. what someone gave me the book The Body and the Mind Keep Score. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like I read the first five chapters and I had to put it away for months because I had to like marinate and sit and really be like holy crap about Mm -hmm. all of it so I'll get to it eventually might just take me five years to read because there's so much good stuff it's like a textbook right I mean it's just yeah really is you can only read a couple chapters of a textbook and be like I gotta go do something fun or whatever yes (laughs) but just to know how much we carry. And to know that mm-hmm. fours almost have maybe like not a savior mentality, but I can carry mm-hmm. this and, and be really yes. uh, proud of it, but in, uh-huh. a, in a in a degrading way to themselves and to everybody else. Yeah. But there is a beauty that we bring that again, people share because they have to, because they need to. And so I have looked through past conversations where people have come and, and spoken things. And it's like, thank you for trusting me with yourself and your story and your words. But also there's a a wonderful invitation that fours offer to be like, we can sit with you. And not mm-hmm. other many types can do that, not to say we're better. It's hard. It is really hard. Martyr, that was the word that I was looking for. Oh, or a martyr mm-hmm. kind of complex mm-hmm. of like we can do this because the world is against us. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think that's where we can get emotional. But yes, fours are I hate to say them. I don't hate to say it, but I'm like, I would venture to say that they are the most complex Mm -hmm. because no, there's hardly any of like, we're not that (laughs) well-represented. There's not many of us out there. So when we find out more, we're like, I have to be with you for the rest of my life because it's like, we have (laughs) families. Absolutely.
1: Oh yeah. I've heard people say we're the most complex a lot of times. And it's funny because for a long time, I don't know why I didn't really see myself as that different from everybody else. So I guess where when I'm part of the story doesn't fit for me for some force. Um, But then just like realizing people don't see the world the same way as I do. People don't see it through a lens of feeling all the time and um, and they have to like pay attention to their feelings. I'm just kind of like, no, these are here 24 seven. I can't, I don't have to intentionally turn on my feelings. I have to like, say all right you need to take a break for a little bit because i can't i'm exhausted from you um yeah and uh that's that's the difference i think because when we like look at everybody's centers of intelligence and like which part is repressed and which part is is the strength i mean it's a strength and because it's so strong it becomes our our weakness um so it's it's something we have to learn to, to deal with. So like regulating emotions has been a thing that I have spent a lot of time learning how to do and do it well without shutting it down because I will shut it down instead of learning to recognize the feeling, allow space for the feeling and then feel it to its fullness so that it comes to a completion rather than me hanging on to that feeling, which is what we end up doing if we're not careful.
0: And I think the way we manifest that is through our creative creativity. This is is kind of making sense Mm. for me as I'm thinking about it, whether Mm. that is, if you're a crafty person, if you bake, if you build things, Mm. if you design things, whatever, I feel that that is how we health, healthily and unhealthily express all of our emotions and you're welcome Mm -hmm. world for all the art that we give you. I know. (laughs) You're welcome in advance. You're welcome. That's what we do. Definitely. And Mm -hmm. that's that's encouraging to know that, like, hey, what am I putting out into the world? And how is it making me feel? Like, am I doing this to help? Am I doing this to draw attention in a negative way? So it's like really understanding how all of it works works together. Yeah. Is a really powerful thing. And again, one that we're always learning. You never arrive anywhere with the Enneagram. You're always like, great. Like, and now the next level is unlocked and you get to go farther on this journey right. if, you, if you want to. So,
1: yeah, and everybody's learning in a different, we will learn different aspects of ourselves at different times. Yes, And it's always interesting to see which part is exposed or like, or is, you know, opened up for the next, for each person. Yes, um, That's what's fun for me. I mean, my clients are all growing in different ways. Even if we start at the same time, like the, the path that they take is different from the path of another person. Yeah. Um, so it's really fun.
0: And the beauty of people, just even to be seeing yeah. that with different types in their own. Journeys. Yeah.
1: Um, or even people the same type. I mean, yes. I have a lot of fours that came to me in the last year and each one has its their own um, thing that they're wrestling with yeah. right now. And so, yeah, it's pretty great.
0: It's And that's, I, I love, love that fun. complexity. Yes. <laughs> I love if that. Part, city. Mm-hmm. We can do it all day. Then we need to take a nap for a week because it's a lot for us.
1: <laughs> yeah. I do build in time for naps. Naps yep. are my friends. I've learned a long time ago. Well, I'm just grateful. I learned it when I did like, if I don't take a nap when I need it, like the rest of my day is just shot. Yep. <laughs> it's just gone.
0: It's, yep. it, it, and I had no another, another sermon back in the day that was, I think it was talking about Jeremiah, but the whole premise was the most important thing, you, the most spiritual thing you could ever do is take a nap. I love it. Yep. There are other things like, you know, praying, but, yep. but I
1: couldn't wrap my head around that for a yeah. while. It's <laughs> like, but it's so basic. I don't understand. Oh, wait, we are finite beings. Yep. We're not meant to do it all. Yep. And that's a very spiritual thing to realize is that we're not meant to do it all. We're not meant to be all and to keep going. So yep unfortunately I think when we do run out of energy as force like we we then feel that sense of inadequacy compared Mm. to other people yeah because we do start to compare to maybe ones who can go all day and all night um not that they should this is not healthy but there are eights that have it that like energy that goes on and on we just don't have it nope
0: So it makes me exhausted thinking about it
1: (laughs) I know I know
0: good for you but that's definitely not the tree that I'm climbing (laughs) (laughs) no thank you
1: and that's okay that's good to recognize
0: absolutely Um, absolutely yeah and my word for this year didn't really come until the summer but understanding capacity and I feel like mm -hmm. that's my word of understanding that I am not all the end all. I am not the end all be all nor do I have mm -hmm. capacity sometimes for the frequency of relationships I used to or the amount of things that I can take on personally or professionally um yeah and rest is vital to us not even just Mm -hmm. like not just sleeping but being able to say the the powerful no of Mm -hmm. for various reasons like I I can't do everything because then you're emotionally spent in more ways than Mm -hmm. one and resting Mm -hmm. for the soul um breathing walking doing whatever um Mm -hmm. this this episode needs to be brought to us by some kind of like athletic company that encourages walking and resting and all that yeah (laughs) we'll find that which
1: which one is that yes (laughs) no I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the I went through the artist's way this last winter Mm -hmm. and um, talking about rest I mean we actually if we're depleted we can't create our creativity is going to be stunted as well Um, and so a lot of times I mean, I even think of in school when I'm writing these academic papers, I would be walking around our apartment and my husband's like, you're taking a break. And I'm like, I, I kind of was, but I was also thinking a lot about what needed to be done or, or through the, the concepts of the paper. And without that kind of space away from the actual doing, I can't produce, like I can't actually create. Yes. It takes that space and that rest um, in order to to do and to be unique and innovative. So that's a really interesting thing for me to learn because I can't have my schedule looking like a manager schedule. Uh, If you're a manager maker or um, hunter gatherer, kind of these these juxtapositions, it's like, I'll have these times of producing and and creating and then huge times of rest, or like my day has to look like you're saying naps or just downtime. Because I can't create ad nauseum, it just doesn't yes. work that way. And so we're not machines. that's been something. No, that's something I've had to learn too, yes. and that that's okay, because I'm comparing myself again yep. to society. And if we go back to the um, idea of the business world, which is nine to five and it's like on a clock. Yep, I can't create on a clock. Nope, I can. I have to create space to be able to create. Yes. Um. And so it's just, it's just different. Now, if I don't give myself that space, if I don't set up that time, it never will happen, but it's a different way of setting up
0: the time. So, yes, yeah, that is, oh, if I shook my head anymore, my head would fall off because it's so true. Yeah. I think that's something that's come up a lot
1: with my clients. It's come up a lot of this, like, why can't I keep my house as, tidy and neat and everything functioning the same way as this sister. Like i come up a lot with my clients, um, especially those who are like parents. um, They're comparing their family systems to other family systems. And it's just like, nope, that's, you're not going to find the answer in trying to be like them. Nope. Like you're just not built the same way and you're not meant to be built the same way. And you're not inadequate because you're built differently. Um, and I'm still talking to myself all the time, whenever I'm coaching people who are so like me, it's just like, yeah, yeah. this is just, this is how you're supposed to be. It's different and that's nope. okay. It doesn't mean you're broken. Nope. Um,
0: nope. Yeah. There's beauty in all of it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh, we can keep talking forever. And we could, day, I know that I'm one one day looking day at the will. clock and I'm like, ah, I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. And I love it because out of all the conversations I've done, this one has been the most different and it's supposed to be because it's two fourths. Mm hitting record (laughs) oh my word
1: that's like we we couldn't follow a script that's not intentional (laughs) no that's totally not intentional I'm curious to hear your other interviews then
0: because of that because yeah I think it's beautiful I think that's okay because everyone Mm -hmm. can follow you know which types can follow a system and follow it really well and then those of us who can but there's beauty when we're able to go off on the, on yeah. the rabbit trip. We didn't answer your questions, did we? No. That and we, that, that is okay. Because I want <laughs> I just to like, say, I ooh. want to say that there were questions that were answered that weren't asked.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm like. Let me pull up what you had you sent me. Yeah, I mean, no. really, it's like how has any changed my life? Just be giving myself a bunch of self acceptance. Yep, which I realized I needed in order to grow, whereas I was shaming myself. True typical four form. Oh how um Which is why I spiraled. Yeah, back in 2016 or whenever that was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like I, without that compassion and acceptance, which I also learned from other people, but yeah. um I don't think I would be where I am. It's great. It's Love great.
0: I it. mm-hmm. we're here for this all day. So as we wrap up, what would be your encouragement for anyone who is learning about the Enneagram through these episodes or friends are talking mm-hmm. about if they're hearing podcasts. So this is gonna be a two part question. What is your encouragement for anyone finding it? And then what would your encouragement be for ones who are resonating with fours, but maybe don't want to take the plunge because they know they're a four. Okay. <laughs> or they're going to be a four. <laughs> or they're
1: going to be a four. Yes. Um. So people learning, there's a lot of information. Um, it can get really overwhelming at times. I think that um, we try to then figure out ourselves, of course, but we start typing everybody else in our lives. Um, I think that one of the the most wise things I've, I've learned from it is this is, this is a tool for us to understand ourselves better. Um, Let other people type themselves and tell you who they are when they're ready to, because we can mistype people all the time. And that can be very harmful, actually. I had someone um, recently, I saw a comment, my friend shared my assessments And someone said the Enneagram should come with a warning because it's going to unearth things that you're maybe not aware of or not Mm. ready to see. And I thought that was really wise. Um, So take it at your own pace. Take it on your own pace. That's good. Um, And then for fours specifically, how did you phrase it? They don't want to own that they're a four or they're.
0: Well, you How said for, you in the beginning, it? for those that kind of like resonate or feel pulled to it, like, don't yeah. be like, don't, that, my thing is like, don't be scared. Cause it's a, a, a big, beautiful, mm-hmm. complex, emotional world. Um, yeah. and just like, it's okay to be different where there's so much emphasis totally. on that's not good. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's examples everywhere you turn of where different is mm-hmm. good. And, um. Yeah, I love that. No, I was going to I think
1: that what helped me with realizing I was a four was identifying the shame that's always kind of following me around. Yes. And um and the shame might be what is keeping you from from identifying as a four. It's that that message that you're not good enough. And it, being a four isn't right or wrong or good or bad. It just is. And so that shame message is trying to protect it's a really weird thing. We'll 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 in, incorporate that shame into ourselves as a way of trying to defend ourselves, um, but it doesn't really work because then we just feel bad about ourselves. Yeah. So if we can just kind of welcome that shame in like a friend and befriend our shame and say, "Hey, I see you, and I see you're hurt," um, we can welcome ourselves in a, in a new way. And when I was able to finally do that and welcome myself which is a really weird saying I'd wrap my head around it. Um, I found a great level of love. And like I was receiving God's love by welcoming this part of myself that I pushed away for so long.
0: Mm, that's good. So,
1: so that is what I would say for those who are worried about being a four, like you are loved and received and yes. can receive that love too.
0: So. Yes. And the water's yeah. warm. The ocean is warm. Come on in. Let's go. swimming. <laughs> yeah other people mm. could put their toes in the kiddie pool and be fine we're, we're jumping into the deep end sometimes i oh, by choice like we're just there yes
1: oh like, man the number of are. times at a party or something I'll like just say something that's kind of out of place and deep and awkward like oh it happens all the time
0: oh it's terrible but, but I'm but also very funny <laughs> it's like oh my gosh like
1: that's- but then I find my people that I know like if somebody jumps there with me I'm like yes I found you yes here we yes. are. And then other times I'm like, sorry, I did it again. No. I didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> I'm fine, I promise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'm okay. We're just we're just wells. We are deep cistern wells. And it's it's like I can't imagine myself being anything else. And it's yeah. nice to know that I have language to mm. understand first myself and then oh, absolutely. have it have a different way to help people understand me and not do it from yeah. our unhealthy two path, but to, um, or even our healthy one path, but really just to bring everybody into the beautiful complexity of, um, this yeah. deep well that we are. So it's beautiful. Thank yeah. you so much, Leah, for being here. This is, this is awesome. This You're is welcome. Good. This is so good. I loved it. Yay. So folks, thank you so much for listening. Um, and again, fours, we are not, Emotional and crying all the time, that we feel all our emotions. Mm. And I think what we um, should do after this episode is take a walk. That would be for fours, that is our, our homework. Take a walk and take a nap. Take a walk, <laughs> take a right. walk and take a nap. Sounds good. It <laughs> could be a t shirt. All right. Thank you again, Leah. And for everyone else, we will see you next week. friends i hope you love leah and our conversation as much as i do and did it was so good and it just made my heart my little four heart, so so happy just to talk about the struggles of a four and stereotypically about us that we're just very depressed and moody people yes but we can be very fun and creative obviously um But yeah, we have no problems kind of talking about the hard things or staying in the hard things longer than other people. So I hope that you enjoyed that conversation so, so much. And next week, I hope you stick around. We have a double feature on Halloween for you. We have Jillian and Julie. They are both type nines and those are the last two nines of our series that we get to talk to. And we will surely be experts on Enneagram 9s after this first season of interviews is all said and done. So I hope you will join me for next week's conversations and they will just be so good. So I look forward to seeing you next week.